0: Talking a little Thanksgiving Eve episode. Welcome, everyone, to the Room Sports Talk. I know we're off our normal schedule here. We got Kim McCauley, Zach Rothenberg. We got the great Dr. Frank Shannon here in the building, in the flesh. Let's go, baby. Oh my God. I'm, I'm pumped for a little basketball chat tonight, Frank. This be great. I'm I'm great, man. Let's do it. I feel like we're already been rolling along here. I feel better. It wouldn't be me producing a show if we are a little bit late, but um, this is fun. I feel like Thanksgiving Eve is a little fun, too. You know, it's like oh, these are around the corner and stuff. I, hot take. I always love. um thanksgiving It's like my low-key favorite holiday yeah oh
1: definitely and i love thanksgiving it's yeah, it
0: that's that's mine as well yeah really yeah, yeah. yeah all right yeah all right i feel like you appreciate it more as you get older you know what i mean like because if you're a kid you're like, like come on let's just get some presents at christmas like that whole thing like but i don't know when you get older and you can you, you enjoy eating a lot more you like you know maybe the wine's flowing a little bit you know whatever
2: yeah, you know, there's uh, there's football, obviously, you know, NCAA basketball, typically in a normal world, NBA basketball, unless they're off, I don't, I don't recall, but uh, there's always a Godfather marathon and a Rocky marathon on somewhere, you know, <laughs> and obviously, like, the thankfulness and all the other good stuff, too. Yeah, it's just, it's always a good holiday. I love it. Frank, you got any fun plans for the holidays? You're, you are said it off? You're... I'm off here. Frank's and, not in the and office this week, baby.
1: And Today's my sister's birthday. So we have a big birthday oh my party for podcast, Karen.
0: So oh, go. my sisters. The big three zero. 30. Oh, my God. 30? Big birthday, Karen. Oh, my God. You got to wish her a happy birthday. Well, yeah. From the Liberty Sports Talk crew, we have a happy birthday. There yeah, yeah, it man. is. Oh, I love it. Um, I'll tell you, it's funny because I know how normally we do clickbait to start the show. And I was kind of sitting here, and I was wondering, like, I know, Zach, we were kind of, like, talking a little bit back and forth about some. And, Frank, let me ask you real quick, as an Eagles fan, did you hear what Doug said today about Carson? I'm going to play the clip real quick for everyone uh, so they can hear it. Right now, to a different quarterback? Not today on Wednesday, no. Okay, possibly for for Monday? Um, I'm focused right now on getting better today. I mean, okay. we're looking. I I don't know. I mean, I I, I would say no, no, no. Carson your starter for Monday. Yeah. I just like don't be coy. Like right. Like oh, well, there's not gonna be a quarterback change on a Wednesday. Like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but then like, was that just head games? I mean, Zach, you're you you know the the football clickbait circuits quite well. Was this just head games to make Pete Carroll watch a little extra film or maybe some more Jalen Hurts and and. Saying that, you know, we'll see who starts on that whole thing.
2: Or is that more him maybe being tired of the media? Or is he being serious? Well, I think from a body language perspective, perspective, I think he's definitely tired of the media and being asked the same question for the last several weeks, I would say. Um, So he's
0: more just playing head games with them now? That's
2: what I think. I think he's also, you know, I feel like Peterson's a pretty strategic coach. So, yeah, I think he's playing a little – little games uh he's playing a little poker right now with the other coaches in the league trying to not show his hand i think so even though deep down he's not going to move on from Wentz, in my opinion unless That's things that. get really bad later on in the season it probably makes sense this for us
0: first of all you're running our fantasy
2: league uh right
0: so makes I know Zach guy he's got the eyes though. So he's ready to make a run um but frank makes sense this for me right as an eagles fan where do you diagnose that problem Like, it's it's like, because I'll add one caveat. I was saying this to the great John Henry today. You can't bench Carson Wentz because it would be like if we were doing fantasy and I have a guy stuffed on my bench and I'm like, yo, Frank, like, you want him? I want a lot for him. And you're like, no, like, he's on your bench. I'm like, oh, no, but he's valuable. Like, like, there's no value. Once you put him on the bench, like, it's that he goes almost to a whole new world in the negotiation world. It's basically saying like, all right, well, like, unless you just want like a fifth round pick or a fourth round pick for him, you know? there, Frank? Thank you. For, thank you, Froze. He fell asleep on us. Oh, yeah, there we go. There you go. go. You know,
1: go. I got it. <laughs> oh, my God. I was talking about how, how you were fired. So, I mean, you were know, doing yourself. in the fantasy football world. It so. <laughs> no, so sure did. It sure did.
0: All about getting yeah, away yeah. the fire, so. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what? There wasn't a market. <laughs> there wasn't a market. No one texted me back. There's no market. No, so, I mean, he, he, like, like Zach said, I mean, there.
1: Peterson's lining with uh, you know Wentz you know for the rest of the season until they're eliminated from the playoffs. They may think about may think about benching him. Maybe.
0: Well, and I love what Joe said in the chat too because we're like he's kind of playing the Bill Belichick card. It's like you're, you're like you're three six and one like you like 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 are, why are you playing interested like it's I don't know like why are you playing head games in the media like it doesn't it, I don't know It just this seems like sloppy sloppy sloppy, sloppy put me kindly. <laughs> yeah, you're that, right. last,
1: that Cleveland game was just It uh, was impossible to watch that game I mean, the offense was just At a sore, You had like guys lining up incorrectly On, like, key plays it was, That was awful I mean, you're run, Sanders was running all over the place In the first half And he's non-existent in the second half It's like the Eagles are One guy will be featured And then he disappears Then Fulham starts making some catches Then he disappears And it's like The whole broadcast They're going The Eagles have no deep threat. Like, you know when they drafted Jalen Weger? Like, aren't they going to, like, let him run down the field or something like that? I know the weather conditions were bad. But you got to try to strike. There's no creativity at all. It's, it's all just not. like, it's, a, it's like a 10-yard out, or it's like a simple handoff. The, the defense does not have the game plan for a whole lot.
2: It's you know. stale. Yeah. They, yeah. they made the uh the Browns defense look like the Ravens from like the early two thousands. It, it was I kept flipping back between that and red zone and I was like, Really? And of course I'm playing against the Browns defense in fantasy football, so they're going off and I'm like, Are you serious right <laughs> now? But you know, it well,
0: it's because I was watching Red Zone too, Zach, and, and you're right, they didn't really go to the game
2: that much. <laughs> oh no, they didn't nothing I, was happening. Yeah, I saw a fumble at the five yard line <laughs> early on and a pick from Denzel Ward, and that was about it on Red that Zone was that it. they showed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's, all, that's, all right, all they, that's, that's all they. That's all they to share with the whole game. That was, that was it. <laughs> You're, no, you're right. I mean, but I'll tell you, we got right, we got a great show for everyone. So, yeah, that's, I like a little well, Thanksgiving Eve clickbait. It was almost like a spin edition. I like that. One thing. Is it clickbait? Is it not? You know. Um. All right, but that's it. We got a great show. And, Frank, there's a reason why we got you on tonight. The doctor is in here to talk a little college hoops. It's Thanksgiving Eve, but it's also college hoops, whatever, beginning. A
1: kickoff. Yeah, whatever. There kick goes, off. Kick yeah, off. I learned that
0: word in second grade spelling, but, you know, it just – Failed me there. Um, all right, but to that point, Frank, I, it's funny. I have like so many questions I want to ask you about this year. I, I'm gonna like ask you a bizarre one to get started, though. Just it's almost like you're the narrator, right? And like the season, like it was a really wild season ending that kind of abruptly ended like a year and a half ago. It's like Game of Thrones kind of. It's like previously on college basketball. Like, kind of like pick us up, like where you feel like we've left off in this world of college hoops. It's kind of a
1: really bizarre and tough question to answer. but No, but well, we kind of left off where we were before. I mean, we, we really are. We're in a spot now where teams are still getting games canceled literally like an hour or two before the game. <laughs> it happened today. Like was supposed to play Hofstra. And then a couple hours before the game, Monmouth, for the second time now, is going to have to shut down for 14 days already. Hmm. So... It's, it's the same issues that were going to creep up if they kept playing through the tournament. It's just um, I, I what I look at is if your team's playing, that's just great. You should just enjoy the game and do, and bring your team on because you never know when the next game's going to be. So just enjoy it now.
0: And it's fun, it's so funny you said that because I'm not even going to lie. I'm going to try to sit there like show you like the obvious in my notes. Like these little scribble marks in there. Yeah. I was actually sitting there and I was like, and I putting like. So how do you think the season's going to go? No, he doesn't know. Like, well, do like, you think is going to play a huge impact? <laughs> he doesn't know. Like, I was like, drunk, but, like, everyone wants to know that answer. But, like, right. you, obviously I'm not sitting there saying, Dr. Frank, tell you. That. Um, right. right, but it's like. What but do you... going, they, they, they're going to have an NCAA tournament. I mean. Okay. so yeah, thousand,
1: That's 1,000% having. has lost so much money on college football. They can't lose it on college basketball. They're going to bubble those teams up. Even if they take all 365 teams and them in the tournament. They're one hundred percent gonna have an in tournament because they need that money. It's happening. They um, do. I
0: can't believe it. it's almost like a, a beach town closing down Memorial Day, July, fourth of July, and then Labor Day. It's like, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> You're off in the mouth of this whole thing when it you know unfolded, but
1: And it's crazy how different teams have different protocols. And teams have been practicing different throughout the year. I was talking to you earlier today, Georgetown didn't have any summer for any summer workout period. The players weren't even on campus. And they finally came back and have been practicing for, I believe, four weeks. Some other teams, like Villanova, have their players all summer, and were are going through workouts and everything. Then you have another team that shows up for four weeks. And then you have certain leagues, like, like Baylor, has their coach test positive, but they still send a team into the tournament. And then you got Big East teams where a manager tests positive, and the entire team is shut down for two weeks.
0: So it's, it's, it's all over the place, so... It it's does crazy. seem like
1: a circus. Total circus. I mean, the thing is financially they can't double. It. These conferences don't have the money to bubble these, these players. I also think it's hilarious how in the state of New Mexico, they're not even letting New Mexico and New Mexico state play any games in the state. The teams have moved to Texas to play their games. Really? So, oh, yeah. They are not allowed to play any college basketball games in New Mexico. So both of those schools are playing no games for the entire season. Wow, that sucks. That <laughs> Both of those teams actually aren't bad. And they both have a chance of compete the tournament. And they're going to be playing their games in Texas and playing league games. There's no games in the state of New Mexico this year.
0: And that actually leads me to a good question because I was going to say, not even a good question, but like I, the point would be, Right, obviously, football, they did just conference only. What it, I know they're doing some tournaments right now, and we're seeing some non-conference non-con, like, non, um, action. So, like, what's the script this year for college basketball? Is it kind of try to st- like fit this normal amount of games in with the same – like, act like the traveling? Because, like, obviously, there's so much traveling in college basketball. A lot of these teams, right, they go for, like, Temple, for example, they might go down and play UCF on, like, a Tuesday and then play Tulsa on a Saturday, and they just keep moving around, and then they come back. Like, you know what I mean? They're out on the road for a week and a half.
1: Exactly. I mean, I think you have to put, you can't play more than 27 games this year, is what the answer is, regular season games. And what's the normal cap? Like, like I think like 30.
2: Okay.
1: So yeah, they, they try to cut it down. You only have to play like five non-conference games this year. Usually it's like eight or nine. They want to, be to incentivize you to play in conference. Now, some of these guys, like, over, like the American and like Conference USA and like the Big East, like, what in the world is, like, Providence going to do? They're going to fly to Creighton and play a game. And then, like, usually the trip in the Big East is you play Marquette and Nepal in the same week, and you travel so you can hit both those, those teams at the same time. Well, they're going to have to travel to Illinois, and then they have them really to the West, where Cowboy is out of control right now. They're going to have these teams flying and staying, like, it's going to be tough. I mean, I, I it's yeah, like, football. I said, if your te- team's playing, just be happy with playing.
0: Because football has this, I feel like, um, like it's because it's, it's, it's a week. That's basically what my, my point. Is like, right, It's a lot easier to just go like eight games and go da 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 like four games out of the road, four games at home. Like, right? Like that's pretty doable, especially when it's in conference and they're all relatively like, like Penn State, and Maryland, not far. Penn State, Rutgers, not far. Right? Like, like those types of ideas. Um, using obviously the Northeast as an example, but um, right. So I, not to be this guy, I'm not trying to ask you to be like, oh, tell us that you know. What's going to happen? But do you see this this year? Really, I mean, you kind of see it in football a little bit how it's jaded in the in the rankings, right? How like coastal and actually it's kind of cool, but like Coastal Carolina and BYU, like like there's these teams that are kind of getting a little bit more of like a push because they've been playing, and especially BYU for example, they were like one of the first teams to go off in football. But um, what do you expect with with basketball? Like, are you afraid? Because look, you said Mammoth fourteen day or fourteen game like that yeah, fourteen days. Like, if we start, to, like, you just use an example. You go to Chicago, then you go to Milwaukee. What if, like, three teams get knocked out in that road trip because the two home teams that were hosting this team, that all said, like, like do, could you see this house of cards tumbling pretty quickly? Oh, totally. It, it definitely could. I mean, really? there's, there's no doubt that it could crumble. Maybe let, me, let me marry this question then to the, sorry, I feel like I'm cutting you off. Let okay. me marry this point then. You're saying the tournament will definitely happen, but you're saying this could also get like a house of cards So try to, like,
1: Push that together makes sense for that for me. But right, well, the tournament, the tournament will happen. They just need to take all the major conference teams <laughs> in there, and then have conference. Or they might just like pause the season, and then all of a sudden pick up with conference tournaments, play the conference tournaments, and whoever wins gets in, and then they just go from there. I mean, are gonna the season. They're gonna they're gonna let the season happen. It's just some of these teams are gonna. I don't know what happens in some of these leagues if 14 days happen. Because that's like four games right there you're going to miss in league life I mean,
2: it, it, it's almost like they'd be better off just doing what you said and just doing a tournament, you know, whether it's in March or February or, or whatever, and just do a tournament and not actually have a regular season because of all the wow. these logistical challenges that you're bringing up. 100%. Like,
1: one of the thoughts was like just have regional tournaments, like right? teams in the Northeast, right? Teams in the Southeast, you know, whatever, Midwest, Southwest, Northwest. Play like a bunch of regionals and then whoever comes out is it and then you go from there. I mean, you play as many of these conference and non-conference games as you can and then seed somehow for a tournament and then go from there. I mean, it's going to be with really, some, I mean, Rick Papino is going out there like advocating for like men madness and pushing the thing back, but I mean, are people really going to be like, yeah, let's vaccinate the college athletes, but don't vaccinate my parents. You know what I mean? That, that would not, that would not work.
0: Yeah, no, no one, no. No, and and you were saying I'm just looking at the chat too. So you're saying it's out of the question for uh, there like the conferences to like bubble up and do like a conference bubble or stuff because there's not enough money.
1: I mean, I think I think if they could, they would. I know Las Vegas offered the bubble of like six conferences at once out there. Like they wanted the Pac-12, they wanted the West Coast Conference, they wanted the, the Mount West. West, yeah, they wanted the WAC, they wanted the uh, you know, the Western Conference. Done, you know, Gonzaga's. Uh, yeah, yeah. They yeah. wanted to put all of them in Vegas, and they, were, they had the whole thing planned. But financially, it just didn't work out. I mean, some of these leagues are doable. Like if you play in the Patriot League, like the Navy and the Colgates, you can do a weekend drive and get them in. Like that's doable. That's the one reason why the Wilson, the Ivy League, canceling the season. Didn't the that, Patriots, that league just so, or Was
0: that just for football?
1: No, well, basketball done.
0: Oh, that's what I thought, okay. So
1: that would have been perfect for them because they do weekend trips anyway when they play Friday, Saturday, and that could have been doable, but that's why i, mean, I believe not really student-athletes. they athletics are totally laying
0: on the rung for them. But, yeah. It sucks because I feel there's some good like – they're always fun to always the Ivy League game in a tournament, you know? Okay, Ivy League. I have a gigantic Ivy League preview for you. I just—I well, you know, was about to pen in my notes to be like, you know, how I can pull off that. I can pull off that. We will. Right, also, let's Also, let's jump into the top ten real quick because there's been obviously a lot of games today, and I want it's interesting because we were saying before we jumped on the air, and I found this funny. Like Zach, we were saying like, oh, I can't wait to get to number two for you. <laughs> That's gonna be so <laughs> great. the, the emotion that like, I need more passion, Vincent. Like Zach, you're gonna like really break it out on this. Um. All right, so. The top 10, I'll just read the top 10. I'll pull up the top 25 for everybody, but I'll, just for, for audio and everybody, if you're not listening or watching, sorry, if you're not watching it, I can read it all for you. So top 10 goes, number one's Gonzaga. Number two is Baylor. Actually, no, let's walk it, let's walk it out. Let's just let's have some fun with it. Let's start with Gonzaga, right? Okay, so I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of feel like, They're the Sixers. They're the same version of their failures. It's just some way, somehow, they always find a way to, you know, pull it over my eyes and make me feel like it's going to be different this year. But, okay. So, let me ask you this. Like, why this year? Right? Like, everyone's saying what I'm just saying. It's like, oh, another year of Gonzaga is touted to be good and they will do something great. Maybe they'll even go to the national championship. They don't win it. They never win it. Right. And I'll double down being a guy who went to Spokane and seen the the tiny little campus. I'm like, wait, no way this place actually punches out, like, a top like, 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 NBA, like NBA players, right? Yeah, well, no, this year,
1: the big news happened the other day when Eamon Lombard was declared eligible immediately as a transfer from Florida. He's Florida's starting point guard. He, I mean, he's an immediate impact player, he'll be really good for them. And the difference with Gonzaga Zagan this year is that they lost a lot from last year's team. Ryan Loolidge Philip the declared. To go play professional over in New York, he would have been a first-team All-American this year in college basketball. He left on Dragon and didn't, he left his sophomore year there. So they lost a lot. But the three high school players they brought in, Jalen Suggs, Dominic Harris, and Julian Strother, they're all backcourt players. And you put them with memoirs, a totally different backcourt, with Cody Kispert, who's in the first-team all-league, they're going to rely heavily on a totally different backcourt than they usually have. You guys are super athletic. Jalen Suggs is arguably the number one high school football recruit in the country as well as a quarterback from Minnesota. He is a powerful lottery pick in the NBA. He's a six foot five guard. He's pairing with Stroud. a six foot five shooting guard. And Dominic Harris, six three guard from Los Angeles. That's where their athleticism. The athleticism for them is much different this year than it's been in the past.
0: Okay, but let me throw that other. It's like. But they play out west, and they play like the St. Like St. Mary's is always the best game they play. And I, 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 like, is there something to be said about that? Like, I'm not even like ripping them for like what conference they're in. I'm more just saying like I feel like then they get to the tournament, and great, I feel like more in recent past they made further runs, but it's like, oh, like It's like I just I can't get over when they're beating San Francisco by 40 on a on a Wednesday. You know, yeah.
1: I, I just think they have more players. Like their roster is loaded. I mean, they got guys sitting on the bench that would we'll be starting at high. I mean, they, they're able to redshirt guys now that yeah. are legitimate high major studs. I mean, they basically redshirted Umar Balo and Pavel Bakharov last year, two freshman 6'11 centers who would have started for probably 95% of the teams in Division One. I. I mean, those guys are studs. And they both basically web started last year and got bigger and stronger and better. They have the program to do that now. There's so much depth. I mean. like
0: with Nova and Mikel Bridges.
1: Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Nova, exactly. Gonzaga builds like Nova. So rarely do you see. That's what's different about Gonzaga this year. They're going to freshmen who are going to really contribute. Look at Nova. Their freshmen get like Jeremiah Robinson all this year. What, last year he got 11 points and 9 rebounds a game? Still got 18 and, and 10 this year. Like what the Bay did. He started off swept. And then his second year he secondly made that jump. That's what the Gonzaga guys usually do, too. So.
0: And they legit, you so you really, obviously, they're ranked number one in the country, so they have a real chance to win a national championship. But do you actually, you really believe this team could ho- hoist it up at the end?
1: Oh, definitely. But them are especially eligible now. He changes everything. He we went from a starting point and really talented back now they have a guy who's a starting point guard on good Florida teams for the last two years. Adding to that, they have a ton of depth. The key for them is. What are they going to do with their, lost some good big men, killing, killing, protrusive, Drew Timmy's still there, and then one of the other younger guys is going to have to step up. But they have plenty of talent to do that.
0: I have to fix the date again. Uh, there's something about Frank. Every time we're on, I always screw up the date on our show. I, I always do. I hate myself for that.
2: For all you know, the audio people, you don't have to worry about that. But I was going to add, I feel like if there's a year for Gonzaga to win it, wouldn't this be the season? <laughs> it just it's like for year. typical. This would be the year to win it. Like Not taking right. anything away from them, but... It just seems like, you know, with all this other crazy stuff going on, maybe they finally do it. So Well, Zach, you know who number two is.
0: And Somehow. Frank, I feel like our early episodes of Living Room Sports Talk, the the the, the black and white episodes, the dust it off, the video cassette, the SoundCloud, um, the SoundCloud episodes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no no video, no twitch, no live Well, actually no, I feel like we talked about them on the live stream a little bit. The night has hit the fan. I never knew you'd feel some type of way about a college basketball team. Number two, I'll just set the stage, and Zach, you run with this.
2: Number two in the nation, the Baylor Bears. No, I just think that they're extremely overrated. I mean, every game last year that I saw them play, and and, uh, Frank, we were talking about this before we we started the show. It's like they immediately – they could be playing Sisters of the Poor down the street, and then they're going to play like Sisters of the Poor that night, and they'll win by two points. So – you know, don't ever bet. Don't ever take Baylor. Don't ever take them from a betting perspective because they, <laughs> won't, they won't cover for you. I think. I think why I'm so better is because I think I took them one game and they they lost and I figured out oh, you know what they're ranked this high they will be good. And then they did me dirty again, so I think I just I hold grudges, you know. So that's how it is, and it's just stuck to this very day. But you did point out too, like some they they
0: always lose, like they were like, like there was a couple games like they're not going to cover this, they're not going to win this game. They lost these like
2: these weird games like Iowa State or whatever. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. It's 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 those type of situations, and you know, like simply put, they just play down to whoever they play, it's it's a shame. But the, you know, the media and AP. Polls feel differently. I don't know, Frank, can you maybe shed some light, some light on this and, and maybe rub off my jadedness a little bit? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they do love them. I mean, Jared Butler, the guard's really good. They're a guard-based team after years of them being a big-man team when it was like Isaiah Austin and Quincy Miller and Corey Jefferson. these used to 6 foot guys out there all over the court, and now they're led by guards, a lot of guards. And um, they're a good team. too. might be a little high for them. I think it's just because they bring so much back from last year that people are comfortable going, okay, well, you know what, at least they knew they are going to be a good team. Like, they might not be a great team, but I'm confident in saying they're going to be good. good. So there's no reason to, I mean, to, you know, what's the difference on us? I mean, especially this year where people have no idea where some of these teams are. Two to ten, you know, there's not a huge difference there.
2: Yeah. C- could uh, could Baylor be like Penn State, whereas like Penn State, they come in ranked ninth and everyone thinks they're going to be good, and then you see what, what happened there? Could Baylor possibly be like that, or are they are they more legit? Do we think? I think
1: they're more legit. And with basketball football, football, God, I mean, I am a huge Penn State fan. And it was amazing how uh, that Indiana play, that two-point conversion literally just took the whole season and just threw it in a totally different direction. Basketball, you have more chances to rebound and recover. And you can lose three in a row and then one, 10 in a row. It's really easier to come back from that. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll um, put on that one, but if they could in the top 10, definitely.
0: It, it, well, you know, let me actually just throw that out there out left field. Real quick, what do you think of Penn State's program with Pat Chambers being gone? They're like a team I was going to say, bet against Temple, bet against Penn State this year. Football and basketball, honestly. Oh, like, oh, oh. Feed them both.
1: Yeah, Penn State basketball this year, we're more than Mike Watkins. I think they've been there, like, 30 years combined. <laughs> 30 different teams now. I mean, they still have some pretty good players. I Miles mean, Dredd's good. we got Sam Sessom coming up the transition from Binghamton. probably good for them. They just don't have a lot of depth up front at all. You know, John Harar. you know, Stratham's finalist out there as their starting center. I mean, they, they they don't have a lot of depth up front. And in the Big Ten issue, you have so much depth up front with the really good teams.
0: So they're going to have a tough time in that league. And it's funny, so you know I love judging the chat. It's funny because I want I, we're going to get to a team of his that he loves, uh, Illinois, his little, you know, mistress school, if you will, really, which is ironic because well, just for basketball, because well, no, 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 he loved like the D Brown and like you know uh, okay. the Darren Williams, like that. Oh, little cool. crew. We're we're
1: wrong we're wrong the coach. Nothing wrong with Bobby Smith here on the football end of it. So yeah, That's
0: he's still there. Oh, he's still there. I was a big Juice
1: the fan back in the day when he was a quarterback.
0: Yeah, like, oh yeah. All right, well, we well, let's, let's reroute it back to Pennsylvania. So, okay, so you were talking about Nova a little bit. You were comparing them the similarities to Gonzaga and how they build their program. They're number three. They play right now. Actually, let me take a look at how they're doing. 9:30. 9:30 game. Okay. See, I'm an idiot. See, I'm living. I'm, mountain am time, you're good. Right now, in the seven o'clock time. But um, all right. But <laughs> Seth, what do you think of this Nova squad? Right? Because I think I was actually saying to my buddy Jay today. That because we are talking about that line, and it was like fluttering between 13 and a half, 14. I was saying to him, and he was saying, I bet you DC covers that game, but I was saying, or it was not so much pro-BC, but he was just more saying he felt like Nova always has the the, the cachet, if you will, but then they they don't really back it up necessarily. I joked around and said, I played like through the Seahawks, where it's like, you think they're going to do that? And then they roll the Falcons on the road week one and out in the Georgia Dome, or wherever, the Mercedes-Benz Dome. You're just kind of like... Why did I like? Why did I think they weren't going to be good this year? They're always good, even when I think that. Like, even though I can't explain why they're going to be good, they're just good. Pete Carroll, Jay Wright, like that that tradition or something. Is that what you see with this Nova program? Oh, yeah, no,
1: definitely. I mean, I think they got so much. I mean, Colin Gillespie is super solid at the point, and you got Jeremiah Robinson or so you got a point guard and a center, so we're good. I mean, that's, I mean, you can throw out whoever you want. It's really a shame Brian Anthon got hurt again because they didn't really need him to take them to the next level. But they got plenty of, uh, plenty more depth there with Colts Wider. Caleb Daniels was a nice transfer from Tulane. Um, then kind you of the round tree coming back off injury. I mean, they had Eric Dixon off red shirt. It's going to be really solid this year. Um, they're going to be, they're just always super solid. You know, they're going to play defense. Um, and BC is not very good. <laughs> I mean, they're, 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 they're really going to struggle. I'm a lot of transfers from some mid-majors that will help them a little bit, but Nova is really tough.
2: And, and I think uh, you hit on earlier how Nova had uh, their players practicing and, and together doing workouts for the last couple months, so that's a big thing, too, to take, take into consideration. Yep. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. I mean, how important is that, Frank? I mean, I know,
0: I know everyone talks about it, but I think – there's people, especially. I'm not like trying to be like. Well, we play basketball, so we would know. but, no, but I think like, right, There's people that might say, "Well, isn't basketball? There's five guys, and the best guy can kind of take over." We're especially college, not so much. How important is it that these guys have these summer sessions and gel and learn systems and stuff?
1: Huge, because look at all this. Look at the transfer epidemic in college basketball. Like a thousand transfers in Division One last year, <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's it's cool. I mean, yeah, you put the five best guys out there, but they got to know what plays are going on and. You know, they gotta know what defensive sets they're running and even then though you know, I mean, they gotta learn how to play with each other. I mean it's one thing to roll the ball out there and you can you may be able to get a learning guy against lesser competition, but once you start playing teams in your league in these high major conferences, you, you have to coaching them to help and continuity really helps. That's why these teams like look at the teams that are ranked high. There's Baylors and the Zilomovas, you know. Those teams have continuity. Those guys stay in the program and they work with it. That's why you see that program like Duke is a little down this year and Kentucky is down this year. I was
0: going to say, they're
1: 9-10. Hey, it's not because the talent is like necessary, but they're both bringing in like gigantic recruiting classes in the year where the kids really didn't do a whole lot in the summer. So they're rolling the ball out there in a sense.
0: Um, so let me – Throw in there. So okay, so we got UVA went. They rolled today. Um The four. I mean, and they scored. I think they had eighty nine points. I think was their high since like two thousand seventeen. Oh, no, wow, look
1: at that. All the transfers. Yeah. It was the transfers today. Really? Trey Murphy from Rice and
0: oh, Al- he was Mar- six for eight for from three. What? Well, Calva from uh, Marquette. These guys were the, the scores today so. today. It, it and then I look at the. So you got five. Seven, and we'll get to who's six in a second. But five, seven, and eight, all Big Ten schools. All Big Ten schools on the west side, too. I feel like I might tell like, the west side, but strong side. But, right, you got Iowa, Wisconsin, and then Illinois, or well, Iowa's five, Wisconsin's seven, and then is eight. So, real quick, let's start with Fran McCaffrey's squad. Like, Tell me more about these guys, right? I feel like he always punches out some gritty. So he always has a big guy like, like Isaac Haas or something like that. Oh, I
1: guess that's Purdue. But still, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, they have okay. someone like that. Yeah, I mean, Luka does he's, People love him. He's like a, a 13-0 American. He's 24 points, I think, today. I mean, he had, like a, he had a big day today. Um, he's not even – he's a really nice college player. He's not somebody that's going kind to of blow me up on, like, NBA draft boards and not like that a lot of people have as a first-round pick. He's just super solid. He works really hard. And from McAfee runs his system through him and maximizes what he does. I mean, that's a McCaffrey, he's got 12 guards, Joey camp and his son, Connor McCaffrey. And uh, Joe Toussaint is a really good thinker point guard from New York City who runs the show. They're just a tough team. They play good defense, and they get their best player to bowl the whole game. Which some teams have a tough time doing. So, they're, they're gonna, I don't know if they're five. I think Illinois is better than them. But really? I, oh, yeah. I think Illinois is the best out of those three
0: teams. I was going to ask mm-hmm. you. Take, take your pick of the litter there.
1: Illinois. Illinois, they, they, the firepower on that team is just... Now, they're younger, though. I mean, they're relying mainly on sophomores and freshmen, but today alone, Adam Miller, the freshman from Northern Park in Chicago, he's 28 today. A.O. DeSumo, another Northern Park Chicago, kid, they played together, he also had 28 for Illinois today. And you uh, got Kofi there, uh, 6'11", 280-pound sophomore who will be an NBA player one day. They are loaded with talent. they got a couple guys that are out with injuries, but that is a team that
0: can really score. And Brad would gets them to defend. it's going to be a really difficult team to play this year. I saw he lost 40 pounds in the offseason, too. Because was a No, 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 uh, Brad oh, um, Brad Underwood. Yeah, yeah,
1: Looking slim. They were talking about you know that was one of the themes that the coaches said. They are like, um I mean, He lost fifteen pounds during the quarantine. I'm like, at least the coaches were getting themselves in
0: shape. Yeah, right. Well, he said I saw an article. I guess his daughter asked, like, he was in an interview, and they said, like, uh, which of your three chins had like the best, like, answer or something like that. And he said, after his daughter said that, he like lost forty pounds or something like that. But um, all right, so, so rounding out to so like we said, we had Duke and Kentucky at nine and ten. Um, that leaves us with the six we haven't really talked about. You know, it's funny because I'm with you. I'm all on this, like, John got me into this. The great John Henry got me into the Kansas bus when he won a free Xbox with the Chalmers run when they beat Derrick Rose. And he was always like, Kansas, Kansas, good like team Kansas. <laughs> and I I always, like, after that, was, like, moved by that moment. I was like, he knows? Like, that's a blue chip program. And they always are there. And I feel like I saw a stat. I think it was, like, two or three years ago. They were, like, the actual, like, if you ranked all, like, one through, what, 300 whatever it is, like, all the teams that, like, cover the spread, they were literally the worst in the entire division while to covering spreads. And I was like, wow. like Not not to make it about gambling, but I think in general, right, that almost in a weird way, like, reflects how it goes in the tournament, right? They always have their scare, and they always kind of push down the Big 12 tournament, and then it's just like, here we go. Like, and then they go to the tournament, and now it's like, sweet 16, like, you know. And now they're six. And I feel like we talked about this a little bit on the show. Shaky on these guys? Right? So they're
1: very equivalent of like, when Oklahoma makes the college football playoff. It's like, how good was the Big 12, really? Like, I really don't know how great some of these teams are. So, inevitably, since you're in so many conferences, if you have a team that's good in the Big 12, they're going to be ranked high. That's like, one of them has to be ranked in the top five to top ten because you just can't leave a Big 12 team out. And Kansas, when you look at the roster this year, it's, it's, it's not filled with, like, surefire NBA players. every position, like Marcus Garrison, who's a really good defender, and David McCormick at center is going to be a nice player, um, but they don't have like. And we got is a nice small four, but they don't have a whole lot of like. Short fire. oh, that's a that is a lottery pick right there. I mean, Bolsoff is a good coach, but he's really going to have to max out his team to finish
0: in the top I five. I feel like they haven't had that since like Mason and and even um, mm, his name is escaping me. Uh, he's really electric. Uh, oh, there's a few guys. I mean, like. Even like, uh, was it, Gerald was, like, 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 those types of guys that could scrum, who's, the, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, he's number zero. Um, ben, ben, ben McElmore was there for them when he was there. When oh, he, yeah, even that, yeah, you was, know. Was a big deal, so. Even like Embiid
1: and Wiggins, like all that stuff, Oh, yeah, you know. exactly. There's no Embiid or Wiggins on this team. And it's, you know, it's, this is I like, I
0: like. they're starting to slowly go, like, eh, like
1: They are, they are, really great because if you look at some of these other teams that are recruiting so well, like. You know, something like the Auburns of the world and the LSU's of the world, like they're taking players that would go to Kansas. You know,
0: and they, they, Nancy they,
1: they, they was the first I was thinking. Of, by the way, yeah. So, I mean, well, he still gets good players. It's just that he's got to really max them out this year to have them be a, a really awesome team.
2: And and I'll they, ask you this: Oh, sorry, Zach. I will say they have an early test tomorrow. They play Gonzaga, right? So that would be a test. So maybe Gonzaga can prove to us that they deserve to be number one, and also for Kansas to see, you know what the deal is if it
1: could be know, good games sure or be a good game. It could be a good game. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and like I told Cameron today, it's going to be really tough to take anything out of the first couple of weeks here as these teams are kind of like jockeying to see like, you know, like I said, practice time and whoever's doing these like scrimmages for some of these teams. But so you will be able to get of, like, you know, the true guys really do show out that like, even if a team struggles, they like, okay, well, that team is going to be good
2: eventually. So. Yeah, it, it, seem, it seems like when looking at the top 25, I mean, for me at least, as someone who's more of like a macro level uh, NCAA basketball fan and really just focuses on the tournament, um, it seems like it's it's pretty similar to how it was when they ended last year besides a couple odds and ends, I'd say. So, yeah, to your point, it's going to be interesting to see how things shake out. If things continue how they were last year or teams just kind of fall apart. So. Yep. And so let me ask this. So we step back. We look at the top 10. right? My notes here. give, Frank, give me two. All right. So I'm going to throw
0: this. It's fine, I want to do it on a player level. But let's go team first, right? Like, give me a team that you think is going to be a sleeper. And I know it's tough, right? When it's early. But just a team you're like, I don't know why these guys aren't getting a ton of love. They're going to be good. And then a team where you're just like, maybe Kansas is your pick. But it's just like, why, why is everyone thinking they're going to be good this year? Like, I don't, I don't see it. I just don't see it. Like, those two teams.
1: Right. So I think. Michigan State, if you look at them, I don't think that they might not be a great team this year, but they lost a ton from last year, but they've got some sneaky good guys that are on that team. The other half were eligible for them. The two brothers both left Marquette, one went to Virginia, one went to Michigan State. Um, Marcus Boone is going to be a nice The final, Josh Nyford's finally back. He's missed two years after he was going to be the next really good Michigan State player. I just wanna if he's healthy and has a nice season, that's great. If I was gonna get the most out of his guys, you don't want to play them at the end of the year. So I think Michigan State team is a little under the radar right now. So that could have a really good year. Um, team that's a little overrated. Um, I mean honestly I don't I mean You can roll with Kansas and, I mean not to... the no I don't want to roll with Kansas. I'm rolling with like, probably Louisville because really um, Yeah, Louisville. Yeah, I mean and I'm just not sold on, on their big man play at all. And they got a lot of moving parts there, too. I think the reason might disappoint a little bit this year.
0: That was – I was not – they played today, too. Are they losing? Uh, well that's about the play to, I watched on that right game. A lot of bricks being thrown up out there. You know who's getting smacked around a little bit? Yeah. Rhode Island? Yeah, getting <laughs> smacked around a little bit, Frank. Okay. <laughs> that seven is not looking, so <laughs> – Rhode Island. That
1: hurt me. a lot. when Jermaine Harris was – not playing today. That came out late. That wasn't going to help them. Arizona State, though, to like a fun team. Remy Martin and Josh Christopher. Josh Christopher, was my favorite freshman in the entire country.
0: Well, so, I was going to say, give me a Pac-12. Actually, that was my next question. Give me a Pac-12 take. So go for it. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go from wrong okay, with
1: that. I love, I love Arizona State's two guards. Actually, he's the third guard. They have a long-term guard. He's a third guard. Remy Martin, that's an awesome name. He's a, he's a really electric clean guard. He might be the Pac-12 player of the year. Christopher, in a definite first-round pick, just think Nick Young was a little more like composure. So that turns into like a 10- like a to 15-year NBA scorer. <laughs> and then Alonzo Vorge, who I don't think passed the ball to anybody since like the second grade, but he can really score in basketball. So he can really to have on your team as well. So I like Arizona State. Um, UCLA is the preseason team that everybody likes. The Cronin out there, if they should miss, then you're the GM's elite team. UCLA would have been a really good team this year. But they got a lot of guys back from last year. Chris Smith, who was full me from the NBA draft, he was a year and a half longer than his grade level when he enrolled at UCLA as a freshman. He was like almost a, barely a 17-year-old freshman. So he's taking his time to develop. He is a lottery pick wing that happened next year. He's going to have a gigantic breakout year this year. So UCLA and Arizona, the Arizona takes a step back this year. I think we um, they just had a, a player actually lead the team, Kerr Chrissa. Uh, Went back to Estonia to play on the Estonian national team because his eligibility is currently in, in limbo. Is he going so to
0: CFS day, day camp?
1: Remember? He the CFS day camp. He actually probably attended the CFS overnight camp. Karen, I mean, sometimes when the camp season was over.
0: Do wait? Do you remember those kids, Zach? I they were in my group.
2: They were in my group. Wait, were they really? The one kid was in my group. Yeah, I forget. Man, I forget his name. What was what were their... tag. No, no, they weren't... No, 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 no they weren't no, the kids no, from a... No, sta- no, 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 it was like... They were oh, there, no, like no, 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 those
0: guys were a staple at the camp.
1: Oh, Yorin. was one of the names of the kids that came Oh, in.
0: that's a different name. Jordan. I, I can. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Because we're like, is it urine? or? Like, yep, yep. yep. Oh, we can say it now. It's like, it's six years... And, and you know what? And if he's listening to this podcast, like... 15 time zones away, like, you know what? Like, get on the show, we'll, we'll talk about it. Oh, um, all right, but that's it. Let's look real quick. So, are there any games to watch this weekend besides? All right, so Kansas Gonzaga is one of them. Anything else that leaps off at you, obviously, with, with Thanksgiving weekend? Everyone, we get all these performance going on.
1: Yeah, it's just, you know, watching the games themselves. I mean, the tournament of South Dakota has some pretty decent teams. You know, Marcus was playing up there earlier today in St. Mary's. They, just too much for them. We rolled them. them. We rolled them, and then Northern Iowa. I always enjoy Northern Iowa. I'll be honest with you, A.J. Green, the huge AJ Green fans. and they have a freshman, bone born. Bowen Bowen Bones. He's a 5'10 lefty from Iowa. Here, I saw him last year in the AAU tournament in Indianapolis, light up against a team with about 12 million long players on it. His father's an NBA scout. He was lighting it up today in the tournament. He's one of my favorite little... He looks like he's a kid that should be following my CYO basketball. He's out there just knocking shots down.
0: So, we're is a fun team to watch. Let me ask you this. I feel like you go all around the basketball circuits, too. Like, i kind of of key, too. Like, like, Zach, right? Like, I feel like it's like, wait, you went to Indianapolis? Like, like, so give me, like, you can, I'll just throw this in a very, like, just general way. Do you have any, like, cool stories about anything, anything someone might not, like, know about or something where it's just like, oh, like, wow, like, I had no idea. Like, you know.
1: Yeah, so, I don't know, I mean, last year I went to, I, mean, I went to 85 games, 85 high school games last year. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seven states. And then in the AAU circuit, I saw, I went to the Nike circuit, the under circuit, and the Adidas circuit. So I went to Indy twice, and the other one was in um, New Jersey. But when I went to the Nike circuit out in Indy, um, I mean, I saw Armani Bates play, I saw you know, Bonnie, Jane, all those guys that were coming up. So probably, um... At the end of the year, I counted for the class of 2020. So it's the current freshman class. I saw ESPN uh, ninety of the top hundred players live in person. Really? So i had a really good judge of that class. So um, and that's
0: Bronny James' class, huh? No, no, no.
1: That's the current freshman college class. Okay, so, okay. Like, and uh, so I saw. I mean, I guess one of the interesting things I went up to um, Connecticut last year, um, and I saw uh, Kai Soto. Who is a player who totally blew off college year and is for the G League Elite team? And Kareem Maney, who the Carson draft but didn't make it. I actually saw all the kids in the G League Elite—the five that they took all by last year. So okay. I'm glad in the G League Elite squad. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I got a four-four on those five.
2: <laughs> you should start a a scouting little scouting company on the side oh, for you. I
1: I, no, I, I, do. I am.
2: Oh,
0: in of course, pillow. at that, that peak moment, it's like, ah! All right. Hold on. We got you, Frank. we I don't even know. It's funny. I don't even know. I got so I'm in contact. Sorry. Okay. Right in the peak of that excitement, we lost oh, you. Yeah. So, Zach, say it again. Scouting
1: thing. Uh, I, I, I'm in contact with some colleges about some players. And I give some advice for some. Like, yeah. Stuff like that. Some schools have taken off on some of my guys, so. The doctor. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, you do, do other stuff. I mean, you uh, There you Back go. I
2: Doctor yeah.
0: Frank,
1: you know, a lot of guys, here I do. I mean, I, mean I, I do some wild trips. I mean, I drive, got my dad on some crazy trips we're going to like, You know, there was one day. If you want a story, there was um, a couple of years ago. We did the, um, there was a Saturday. No, it was a, Friday, it was a good Friday, and I went to a Nike, Adidas combo AAU tournament in New Jersey in the morning, and then I drove. We drove to. Uh, Queens, New York, and went to the ESPN High School National Semifinals at Christ the King High School, Ben Simmons was playing the game, and I saw that first team play, and then after that game, we drove to the Brooklyn Nets game against the Toronto Raptors, so I went to the AAU tournament, high school tournament, and the Brooklyn Nets game, all in a row in the same day. That's a big wow.
0: day right there. That's, that's, that's
2: incredible. That's
0: a big basketball day.
2: I think that's what they year, And every
0: year, I go up to the Hall of Fame over Monday, the weekend, because canceled. That's like a 21-game high school weekend I get watched. So, I mean, a lot that's of games. Very cool. I feel like the way you indulge in basketball is like the way I, I'm going to indulge in, like, turkey tomorrow and, and football <laughs> tomorrow. Um, I'll tell you, actually, that's, that's actually a fun little segue. Okay, so, we, we heard the news, right? The Steelers and Ravens are postponed until Sunday, right? Okay, so we got – I mean, I'm not trying to be that guy, Zach, but I know you're. I feel like you guys are more interested. Probably, I, mean, I think we're all more interested in right the the, the Cowboys Washington football team game um, more than the Texans Lions when both of their seasons are straight in the yeah. toilet right now. Um, yeah, that's a gambler's game. If that, mm-hmm. that's all right. that is, right? Um, save your appetite. Don't don't bet on it. Don't go near that. Because I, I, like, It's probably, actually let's just talk about that game for a second, right? So the Lions, I don't know what to think of them. Right? It's like, I don't know what to think of you. They were like the person when you were in middle school or high school, like the girl or guy, like whoever you are watching the show, your preferences, right? Like, you're texting and, and like, like, I, like and, and you felt like, oh, but this might actually be something. And it's like, no, it's not. That's the Lions. Like, literally, when they, like, oh, they asked me to hang out and then they didn't even show up. It's like they lost 20 nothing to PJ Walker and, and, the, and the Carolina Panthers. And you're just like, god Like, it, that's a brutal loss. It's like, <laughs> so. All right. Any interest in this game? Anything to draw from it
2: besides I guess if you're someone that's in Las Vegas you're probably interested in it. As i us say this game might actually be I mean it's I, I I'm not super interested but I think it could end up being a little bit better than what we think. It seems seems to me that the Texans are starting to to gel a little bit on the offensive side of the ball. They're uh, a little bit more explosive and the Lions, I mean after being shut out to a team like the Panthers, you know, this is their Thanksgiving game, so maybe they wake up and look to uh Kind of stand uh, the home turf
0: tomorrow. It's a homecoming so,
2: for Yeah, and, uh, and uh, from you gonna look at it from a betting perspective. Wolf picks out tomorrow morning, but Houston is minus <laughs> three, minus three. So what? So you know, Detroit's going to see that and be a little little ticked off. So I, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see. I think it's going to be. I think it might be better than we think. It's not the two sexiest of team. But, Houston's down a few weapons on the receiving court, right? Randall Cobb's gone, yep. and Bills uh, is banged up. That's um, the other one, I don't okay, think he's playing. So Brandon Coase, I mean, it's going to be pretty much all Brandon Coase, you would think in the in the um, air attack, but Detroit's defense will play for that, obviously. So,
1: and, and question for you guys: what what what's Matthew Stafford's future? Like that—that that is one of the most confusing things to me. Like, I really thought a big year was coming for him, mm-hmm. and like, what is Detroit going to do with him after this year? Like, I, I think that's a really big question mark with Detroit
0: right now. Do you think they blow it off? Like, they kind of maybe move on from him. They obviously fire Patricia. They kind of move on from these contracts from, like, the ex-Patriots that he brought in and, like, that culture, like a Danny Amendola, like, like, all those guys. Um, and just rebuild from scratch? Like, is that what you see in their forecast right now? I think they have to. Yeah, I agree. Even, yeah. like, you would. all right, so you're doing the rebuild. Are you including Stafford in your plans, or is he part of that, like, the, the, the taste of all that?
1: I move on. I, I mean, Stafford would be... I would love to have him on another team out there. I mean, because I think he, he still has something in him. It's just whatever is going on in Detroit is just not working
0: out. I just like an oh. evil spell. It's so great, isn't it? As a Packers fan, I'm sorry, I have to like laugh <laughs> about it. But like, it's it's unbelievable. It's like, hey, go to Detroit and just not play well. <laughs>
2: You always be four and six headed into week eleven. It's gonna be great. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've we've seen times where you know teams and quarterbacks just get into a funk, right? And then they get they go to a new scene and they're a whole totally different player. Um, I mean, not to bring up any bad vibes with the Eagles or anything, but like Nelson Aguilar when Philly, he was he was a ch- ch- like a bust, right? Now he's in Vegas and he still drops a ball here or there, but like he's in their eyes is almost like an all star for them, and and he's playing significantly better. It's like maybe a change of scenery for Stafford could really maybe light a fire under him, under him a little bit, but yeah, I'm with I mean, Frank, look I think. At those with the Eagles, when you look back to them, like, right. Right, yeah, so we've seen it happen before, it's just, there's, there's something just hanging over Detroit, I mean, they're, they're like the Washington football team of the NFC East, really. Yes, like, yes, they are, in every yeah. sense, they
0: are. But you know what, that's a team that can,
1: Washington football team, that's a team that gets a staff for a real team. Exactly. Like, there, 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 He would have a gigantic market for him, like, I look at him like, that's the one guy I look at and I say to myself, you know, Everybody talks about how great the quarterbacks are in the NFL. There well, are a lot of really good quarterbacks in the NFL, but some just aren't in good fits. Like, you could say, you could argue that Stafford and Matt Ryan are both in situations that they can still play, but they'd be better off in a different situation right now, both of them. So, that's what I'm just interested in. If we look at bad teams and what's going on, how do they finish the season? And where do they go after
2: that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and think about it, like, You know, talk about a new place. Like, Phillip Rivers is only in in Indy for one year, so that could be a potential landing spot, you know, if he decides to retire for Stafford or or something like that, if this were to actually happen, which I think is pretty likely and would make sense. I love the joke he was saying about, like, some people can't make in football season with
0: Aguilar. I I think that was a lot of that. Like, there's something – he was a guy, like, if he was on the Phillies, if you will, he'd be batting, like, .068 and then moving on and hitting, like, two forty seven or at least where he's
2: just, like – like you can hit a little bit at least like what like you know what i mean yeah there's a, a sign of life huh that's weird yeah it's uh it's just interesting how that happens i think that's that would be the case for stafford or matt ryan like you said so
0: it's an interesting point by joe g
2: in the chat justin fields to
0: detroit
2: well that's only that well then they'll just be re- rebuilding again in another two years because we know Ohio state doesn't produce quarterbacks so Hey, they go. Also, they got a gem in DeAndre Swift. It doesn't though. feel as good. I'm
0: just saying, mean trends. If DeAndre Swift gets out of the protocol in time, I like the Lions a lot tomorrow because I think it's gonna be a lot of running the football between both teams. I like the under in that game a lot too. No,
1: no, I like the show more
2: often. Yeah, I was gonna say I, yeah. like, I like the Texans. I think tomorrow, but uh...
0: yeah, <laughs> well, I like yeah, I the Lions
2: <laughs> Alright, but I'll say you guys what Brett mentioned
0: the Washington football team. Right, we're thinking that could be a fit for me, Matt the downline. Look at that clickbait. But um I was gonna say, what what do you think of this game? I almost throw it in the NFC in the NFC East version of it, looking at it like first of all, I think I asked you this question, Zach, when we were just casually chatting the other day. Like is the winner of that game tomorrow in the inside track
2: for the division in the NFC East, in your opinion? I mean, it definitely sets them up in a better place than if they lose, obviously. I, I think whoever loses it is, could probably kiss kiss their chances goodbye at this point. I mean, especially Washington. You know, the Giants beat Washington twice. So right there, if there's a tiebreaker, they're gone. Um, Eagles beat Washington, correct? No, no, no. no that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Is, I feel like
0: it's like a wheel. It's like the Eagles usually beat – I mean, granted, you guys split. But like right, like Dallas, I'm trying to think the first game, what happened between those two teams. Uh, who – Washington definitely beats besides the Eagles. I feel like they want another game in the division. I feel like the only losses they have in
2: the division against you guys, the Giants, it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm double-checking real quick cause that's a good question. Um, let's see. But, Frank, what do you think? Because, right, as an Eagles fan,
0: how, does, how vexing and bizarre is it that it's we're going into Week 12, you got three wins and you're still in the division? League. It's a bad... Frank? It's just
1: so bad. I mean, but you know what? Hey, someone's got a win, so, you know, it's a...
0: I mean, God. I mean, Dallas showed a little bit of luck last week. You know what I mean? That's a big win for them. I mean, can we all talk real quick about it? Minnesota was on a roll. They won three straight games in the NFC North, one at Lambeau, then they beat Detroit, which, you know, whatever. But then they won at Soldier Field on primetime when the Bears are basically like, we are struggling, we have to beat this team. Like, they gave them their best punch, and they still lost. Um, obviously, they ride behind Dalvin Cook, but then that's, like, such a weird loss for them. Like, they lose 31-28 to – I think Andy Dalton coming back. Goose the Cowboys, is a great bet. Oh, definitely.
1: And I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. I honestly think the Giants are the best team in the division. Still, I really mean, do. Yeah, I think out the four teams, I mean, I still think that's the team that ends up coming out of the division, regardless of what happens.
2: Wow, so, yeah, I did. I, well, I'll say I did a. Uh, I put an article out about the NFC East and like forecasting what what's to come. And uh, the biggest thing is like strength of schedule. I mean, the Eagles have the fifth toughest schedule the rest of the season, which I mean, they have a gauntlet coming up with, you know, um, obviously Seattle on Monday night. And I think after there, for me okay. if I'm wrong, it's Packers, then the Saints, and the Cardinals, right? So that's four games in a row where it's like, man. But
0: they're also a team that, like, everyone was saying when they're 1 and 2 last year and they're going to Lambeau on Thursday night football and they can't win that game. They won that game. like, And they went up to Buffalo and won that game. Like, they find, like, that's what's kind of bizarre about the Eagles. It's like they've, like, played their competition in a sense.
1: Yeah, not this year. I mean, this team's different though. That offensive line is so it's a out, of, out of sorts right now that I mean, I don't, I don't know how the Eagles are gonna or have any chance of winning any of the next.
0: Mm-hmm. Probably. did you see? I did Dallas' special team or uh, starting condition coach side Yeah, yeah. Uh, they that's got to rally him up, right? I mean, that's not. First of all, that's not what this is about, right?
2: I didn't mean like to make that like the that, that was awful. Yeah. I was like, he was yeah, actually I mean, with the, he was the the playing for him. Is basically what I'm trying he was
1: to say. With the Giants. That's what I was going to say. He was really for the Giants. for like
2: 11 years, I think, 10 or 11 years before Dallas. So, but they will rally both teams, I'd say, honestly. But, you know, unfortunately, but um, yeah, yeah. Going back to MCs, I think strength strength of schedule. You got to look at that, and and both the Giants and the Cowboys. The Giants have the 22nd toughest, and the Cowboys have like the 26th. So I really think it's going to come down to Week 17 at MetLife Stadium, Giants-Cowboys, to be honest. I like the unders
0: in a lot of these games, too. I don't know. I just feel like – I don't know. There's something about this, like a voice in my head that I keep saying, Washington's not that bad. And I'm like, yes, they are. Stop telling me they're not. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like – but like, Why I, do I do think they, they're I, good? They're not. Some of these recent games that like the Redskins the found, they scored
1: points on Thanksgiving. Like, I mean, if the offense has an advantage here on I mean, the short week, they're going to have an advantage. So if you're, if you're looking you line if you're looking over under, I mean, depending on where the number is, I mean, these teams are going to score.
2: Let's it's hold it's 46. 46. It's 46. You got it already up? Yeah, I, think, I think over. I, I like that over to the, as well. I think yeah. the Washington football team's offense with Alex Smith at, behind the wheel it is totally different than what it was with Kyle Allen or Dwayne Haskins. Things but doesn't just seem Vegas knows that. Right? Like Vegas knows that. They're probably taking into consideration every a pick from Andy Dalton every now and every now and then. Rhode Island's <laughs> coming back.
0: Right. <laughs> Rhode Island's coming back. They cut it to eight. <laughs> By the way, Steve Peters is hanging around against the Johnnies
2: there. <laughs> uh, so I'm just pulling these up real quick though. Uh and the Lions is 51 and a half, I think, I saw. For yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a little <laughs> steep. Yeah, that's a little steep. <laughs> a little steep. <laughs> but, These are uh, weird lines. They're really
0: weird lines. Yeah. It's, it's just... I think, the, I think Washington's going to win tomorrow. I don't know why. I think they are. I, I, I think I I the Packers always struggled against Washington when McCarthy was there, for whatever that's
2: worth. We always I mean, lost them. I even about yeah. even they sucked. We always lost to them. Just I'm just throwing that out there. I think Cowboys win, but I think Washington covers. I think it's gonna be like a field goal I think Carolina game. Just throw that out there. Carolina too. Yeah, I, I hear you, but I'm saying like yes. Carolina too.
0: We always lost to Ron Rivera, and we always lost to the Redskins. So
1: Carolina was fourth and one like the Florida last week.
0: <laughs> I'm not okay with what happened last week. Do you want to talk about it? I know, purposely funny. decided not to talk about
1: that. Let's
2: do it. Let's well, exercise the difference. No,
1: in, in one of my favorites, was, I have Rogers, Adams, and Huggins. And watching that game, going, what, what are, what are we doing here on fourth and one? We're trying to throw it to Jamal Williams. Well, no, no, so
0: that, the play was designed for Adams. They doubled him. Oh, I know, but everyone like, knew that was coming. Like, you can't, yeah, like, exactly. The last resort can't be like, and if if the flat options like the second like source, then he's got to always be open. Like it's got to be some type of chip block where he extends, and the guy that's supposed to be on him like misses his car, like you know his assignment and stuff. I'm gonna say this. Let's do it, but not. We're here. I, I can't. This
1: is the night. This is the night. This is this is. It is. The
0: is. It's. Oh. Tech, it's. We're, we're over at Wednesday is what I call. When I so it's morning Monday. Just turn it off Tuesday. So like, and then Wednesday is my we're over at Wednesday, and then Thursday on Thursday, and we keep going. But right, so um, okay to do But all right, so what? I'm gonna see this and be the optimism in the room here. The optimistic person, I should say. You can't turn the ball – I think they're a good team. I think they could be a team at the end. I think their defense sucks. I think Mike Patton's a horrible defense. I think Lily him and Jim Sports could be like the Spider-Man meme where it's like, oh, it's third and four, and we're playing eight yards off the line of scrimmage. Good idea. It doesn't work, okay? And they're not getting pressure. And Preston Smith's been absolutely horrible, and I'm glad that every week it just keeps getting exposed. He's not, he jumps off sides nonstop. He's not getting he – He can line up off sides at this point. Oh, it's horrible. Sean Gary, no, he's playing – what well, about snaps, was, he's got way better numbers.
1: There's two things I've learned in watching Packers games this year. Please. One, Brett Smith lines up sides. And two, Mercedes Lewis holds every game. And every game they say the same thing. They go, "God, is one of the best blocking players in the league. I can't believe he got called for a holding coming there. I've watched like four straight Packers games and it's like holding in line. I'm like, that's Mercedes Lewis again. I'm like, he holds every game now.
0: I know. It's... No, great. I think that like I won't rip the offense, and especially like the MBS stuff. The way I look at it is right. It's I go back and forth on a seesaw because I get it's not his fault. I get that because first of all that play, I, I get all that, but I also hate that crowd that says that because I'm like, though you can't fumble there though, like you can't do that. Like that's also a big play, and you did that, and it, we lost the game. Like Grant, like it's 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 framed up for you so it's his friends. It's, 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 it's not about what you do right; it's about what you don't do wrong. You can't fumble there um but but not to harp on that i harp on and I, I think everyone in in the room here could say that that felt like a playoff game you know what i mean it just felt like a very like just i, I felt on the couch i was I, like i felt like the life got sucked out and watching that game but that's actually what helped me kind of like like regenerate my emotions quickly because i was thinking you know it's not it's not the nfc everyone else in the nfc north lost or been in play like it's a loss, but you know what? You're, ne- you're never, you never are allowed to win games when you turn the ball over four times. I don't care why they, why you turned over four times, how you turned over four times. If You turn the ball over four times, you're not going to win the game. And the fact that you almost went on the road and beat a team that's actually pretty good, and you still almost did that, I almost need you to lose that game. I can't have you thinking that you can get away with that stuff in the future because you, can. yeah. yeah. you can't. you can't go back to that game and be like, see, we like everything went wrong, and we somehow still won. Like that's not good.
1: I mean, remember, last time I was on the show, it was Thursday night with the Titans and the Colts. And we were talking, like, is this a must-win for the Colts or the Titans? We were talking, that Green Bay game was the must-win for the Colts, and they did it. They needed that game so much more than the Packers ever needed that game. You think so? That was their season right there. They needed that game so desperately. Tell me why why do you think that? Just because, because they, they like, want to, Right, and because the way you look at it, it's like, Okay, they only have so many more opportunities on their schedule to be like, okay, we can hang, or we can hang our hat on our defense. The way they started that game, they have twenty, they had twenty-eight points like immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, what in the world is going on with Indy? Like, are they going to fall again and like have this, And then the defense just totally
0: woke up, and, and, and the Packers thing. defense totally fell asleep, or, or the Packers defense came back in reality, and oh, then they
1: suck, and then they're it's not like, good. The Colts back change the whole season right there, that comeback. It really good.
2: Yeah, and, and, and Karen, to, to maybe help help you with this a little bit, I would view that game as your get-out-of-jail pre-card because, like you said, everyone in the NFC North lost that week, so technically it doesn't hurt you. There's really no competition in that division, in my opinion, except for – this is a clear Packers division. Um, it's easy for me to say if I was a fan like you, I'd be – Oh my uh, Yeah, sports. if
0: they lose this game on Sunday, I'm going to break the TV. So that's that. You know? But but <laughs>
2: and like into and your point, like you said, you you almost want them to lose a game like that so that they know they can't get away with such sloppy play and turnovers, right? So you would think they would bounce back. They have a good coach, good staff, good players, good leadership, all that all that stuff. So you would think this could springboard them in a sense. So in a way, that was a good week to lose for all the reasons that we just talked about. So yeah. If that helps right, well, so, your anxiety stress there. Oh, it's up. It's up for this game on Sunday. But, you know, it's like Thanksgiving. It's always, I remember
0: looking at this like it's Thanksgiving Sunday. Like, oh, it's going to be a rush. But, all right, real quick. So we got Thanksgiving around the corner as we wrap up the show here. Um, let me ask you, what, what favorite things about Thanksgiving? Anything that just kind of pops off?
2: I like the meaning behind it. I just like the, you know, the thankfulness. I think a lot of people take some stuff for granted and, uh, you know, should be thankful every day. But I think today is a, you know, th- Thanksgiving is a reminder yeah, you know be, be thankful and appreciative so sentimental meanings is what is what i like
1: yeah yeah 100 what zach said and eating obviously right? 100 percent being thankful for everything especially exactly. this year when it's been such a crazy year exactly i mean i don't know about you guys but i'm just doing it with my mom dad and sister it's going to be mm-hmm. really small this year we usually have a huge thanksgiving with like 20 plus people but just thankful that you know we healthy and safe and happy and you know this is the year to really look for that exactly, exactly.
0: i couldn't have said any better myself and and it's funny so i'm glad you guys said that too because i feel like everyone on these shows are like football food like it's just like i got it i got it I got it. it's great <laughs> like it's like like what else like um yeah no i i agree and it's like i think just i like this sounds really weird i like holidays but there's no script to it right like and not like that like that sounds right i like like because right like, like Christmas, for example, there's presents. Like there's like you know, obviously you're religious. Like you go to church, like right? like things like that. Like and I'm not like downplaying any of that, but I just think that like, there's something I like about Thanksgiving, where it's just like you could obviously have a party of fifty, but you could also just be like with your mom, your dad, your sister, like kind of like, like what I'm doing, obviously, like and like just watching football. Like, I love watching football. My dad on Thanksgiving. I mean, I love watching sports them all the time in my family, but I always love Thanksgiving because it's like right. He's obviously watching the Eagles on Sundays. I'm watching the Packers. Like Thanksgiving is like that time where we like. We're eating. Everyone's having a good time. Like, they're not teaching, obviously, and they have a nice long weekend, so they're happy with, with school. And like, and I'm happy, obviously, because I'm not working. And, and it's just like we're watching football on a Thursday, and it's like, yeah, a whole weekend ahead of you. I just – it's just nothing but great vibes.
1: Yeah, also, that's, also I always think of Thanksgiving. As I have the next several days off. So.
0: Isn't it
1: great? I can really enjoy the highway and be like, okay, I can chill for a couple of days after not worry
0: about work. Yeah, hell yeah. Absolutely. That's um, it to that point. That's actually a perfect segue. So we won't be on the show tomorrow. Well, Thanksgiving off, you know, for everyone. And, and especially because I feel like there's only two games we pretty much broke them down. It's like if there was some Steelers Ravens action, I feel like you could. Make the argument we can find a way to do a little 30-minute little chit-chat about the games tomorrow, but I think we covered it good today. It's um, to that point, you check us out uh, and follow us on any of the fun stuff. If you missed any of the audio episodes, you can check us out on Spotify and iTunes um, and check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit, at underscore get sidetracked, and make sure you always visit the website, because zach guy's picks. He's ready to go. And some really cool articles. Your brother, or not your brother, Geez, I can't talk. Your, your cousin Dave wrote that awesome article. Um, let me drop that
2: real quick in, in the chat for everyone. Um, yeah. So yeah, the NHL rolled out some uh, reverse retro uniforms and uh, try to splice things up this, this year. So uh, my cousin David's a huge hockey fan and he, he ranked them from 31st to first, but he thinks we're best from like a historical perspective and just from an overall appearance perspective. So definitely check it out um, and uh, get controversial with it. If you hate it, let us know. So. Or if you <laughs> love it. So. And dropped in there for the chat. So, um
0: like i said you can always check out uh all that cool stuff um on our social media outlets and then make sure you check us out on if you're not watching it's on twitch or youtube but check us out on twitch uh you can follow subscribe follow to the left at the heart you can subscribe to the right scroll on amazon prime everyone's got prime right now come on i mean it's christmas time like we got it like so come on it's great come on that's good stuff and then uh make sure you check us out on youtube as well uh and you can do a little search and all that cool stuff um and that's free too so also no excuse because i know everyone's watching those youtube videos on how to bake christmas cookies and how to carve a turkey you know come on just get a little love in there you know for us we love it um and then you know what that point about the holidays it's right around the corner so if you need any kind of cool swagger always uh check out our store and you can see some uh some really cool stuff, but this was a lot of fun. Well, Thanksgiving Eve action. It's funny, I, I feel like back in the day, you know, in your younger 20s are we're in line at Barnaby, Zach, you know, ready to get some some blue moons for $4 at Barnaby. Uh-huh. Okay, More like Core's Light
2: and Natty, baby.
0: <laughs> God, I'm getting hungover just like hearing those words. Yeah, uh-huh. I just got sick. You just did it. Oof. And I know, like to ask the acid reflux <laughs> I like, just came up. Um, this is a lot of fun, though. It's great, little Wednesday. The Norm Show. I want to thank everyone. Also, like the Joe's crushed it in the chat. It was a lot of fun with them. Always our number one fan as well. It was a lot of fun to get everyone going. And you know, we hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. I know you guys are. You got your fun plans. And
2: any, any good vibes or party thoughts? Well, I was gonna say a final thought in the chat. when should be benched. So there, there's our final thought from the from the chat tonight. <laughs> oh
0: yay, Oh, from your from your uncle Rick.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's throwing zingers there. So, was, he, was he over at the Sunday dinner? He was. He was the Oh, leader. awesome! Yeah, yeah. But uh, I love it. But yeah. No. Positive thoughts. Be to have a happy and safe Thanksgiving to everyone who's listening and tuning in. So,
0: one hundred percent. Exactly. Yep. And if, for whatever reason, you're watching from a state where your bars are still open, just Uber home tonight. This is always a. You know, I'm not trying to be like the mom or dad on the show, but it's just like it really is not that hard to just jump in a lift if you're if you're having a good time, meeting up with your old high school and college buddies, go for it. But just you know, always be safe because uh, trust me, you don't want a DUI on Thanksgiving. I, I mean, I'm no, I'm just saying, you know, he's just, I I, the way I said that that would sound like you don't want to trust me, like, but no, like, you don't want that. So like, no one, you want turkey on Thanksgiving, you don't want a prison sentence. So all right, well, it was a great show. It's <laughs> a hell of a way to end it, right? Wow, you know, um. I need to just stop talking, I feel like, at this point. I'm already thinking about the football and the turkey, and I'm already thinking about the college basketball. And, Frank, I want to jump into it right now. There we go.
1: Jump in, Karen.
0: Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Let's jump in then. All right, so I want to thank everyone for checking us out tonight. Uh, and we'll see everyone back here in the living room uh, Monday at 7 o'clock. Hope everyone has a great day. Thank-